It was one of those things, I, I really can't explain what happened. Uh, some, I mean, you must find every now and again some words come out of your mouth. Uh-huh. And you think, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> and I think I'd, I'd been past West Ham the day before. Maybe that was what came... But I just can't, I can't understand it. Welcome to episode three of the Gristle Digest, the podcast that nibbles reluctantly at the knotty bits of fat that bind together the week's news and gorges mercilessly on the views of its woefully misinformed presenters. Today is the 17th of April. My name is Arup Sen and I'm joined by my, as always, by my good friend Paul Moss. How's it going, Paul? It is none too shabby. None too shabby, mate. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. (laughs) Um, top stories this week. Um, the first one is Pope Francis kidnaps 12 Syrian migrants to the delight of onlookers. Uh, arguably the coolest ecclesiastical figure since Judas Priest. Uh, Pope Francis added to his legions of friends and admirers by, this week by taking in 12 Syrian refugees from the Isle of Lesbos uh, and taking them back with him to Vatican City. Uh, the 3,000 or so refugees camped on the Greek island face deportation if they are unable to claim asylum anywhere in Turkey or the EU. Uh, the impending humanitarian crisis has prompted EU and Turkey poli- uh, Turkish policymakers to drum up a migrant deal that roughly equates to the one-in-one-out door policy of busy nightclubs in that for every <laughs> one Syrian take, uh, return to Turkey, one Syrian will be taken from Turkey by the EU. Uh, in, fa- in the face of such cold-hearted realpolitik, uh, the Pope told 3,000 Syrian migrants in Lesbos, do not lose hope. The greatest gift we can offer to one another is the gift of love. So, uh, yeah, get in there, Popey. Um, that is, that's well all right, isn't it? Get that's in well there, son. Right. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ne- <laughs> yeah. Next story is... Um, Brexit Blitz beckons as Boris uh, badmouths Bullingdon buddy Cameron. Uh, the Brexit debate, and it's a lot of bees in this one, I've got to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> it taking a beeline on this. <laughs> uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't stop there. Uh, <laughs> the Brexit debate entered the blitz phase as bumbling, bombastic bombshell Boris Johnson slammed the Prime Minister and former bully bum buddy <laughs> Dave Cameron, accusing him of shamefully scaring voters into choosing to remain in the EU. Not content with simply creating a rift in his own party, uh, government, uh, Boris went transatlantic in his divisiveness by also panning Obama, labelling him a hypocrite in his support of the staying campaign. Johnson came that the US would never dream of sharing sovereignty in the way the UK had done. In response to Johnson's criticism of White House overreach, the White House kindly offered to provide another opinion on the matter, uh, but stressed it was really up to the UK voters. Uh, thanks for that, White House. Um, <laughs> That's good of a minute. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> final story is uh, Brazilian president shocks no one by claiming that supporters of her impeachment are in fact bad people Uh, Brazilian president Dilma Rousseff has claimed that supporters of her impeachment are in fact protectors of the corrupt as the political turmoil in the South American nation rumbles on for another week Uh, although many of the lawmakers supporting her impeachment are facing corruption charges Rousseff herself herself, (laughs) has been accused of accounts manipulation in the run up to her 2014 election victory 
thousands of protesters, both for and against impeachment, have flocked to the capital, Brasilia, adding to the growing pressure on the beleaguered president. A flailing economy, corruption charges against pretty much anyone in public office who has a pulse, and now an impeachment debate. The upcoming weeks look set to be more painful for the Brazilian president than, well, a Brazilian. Uh, and that's <laughs> that's this week's stories, Paul. So... Dear, oh dear. If we start with old Popey. What a week. What, what a week. week. What a week. <laughs> what a week. Seven days and all that's happened. This exactly is... that. Um, so, yeah, first story, Pope. Another the good pro- week for well, Pope. What a guy. What a guy. I'm uh, no fan of the Catholic Church. <laughs> uh, you know, they're... I just want to make that perfectly clear. Just, just you know, I, I'm not, you know, nothing against them apart from all of the, the shit they've done, which is a lot of stuff. So actually, a lot of stuff against them. <laughs> that's it, <laughs> but yeah. Francis... Changing it around, great PR, great yeah. PR. They had uh, what's his name, uh, Palpatine the Fourth, uh, last time round. Ratzenberger, he wasn't as cool as uh, he wasn't. Francis he wasn't. is um, kind of, you know, raising also, the heights he, of yeah, and for and I understand he rides a motorcycle and can play electric guitar. And he I... used to play basketball. Oh. and he loves football. Lad. And he washed the feet of AIDS um, patients or something like that. I'm not nice. sure why he did that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, they had dirty feet or something. You yeah, know, he's, yeah. He's I guess it was, not, uh, you know. sorry for the bad contraceptive advice. Exactly. Here, have a foot wash. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's some kind of equivalence. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. It's the but, same. Uh, and also he's, he has um, spoken up against child abuse yeah he's he's a great um, guy i got you know but yeah jokes aside he doesn't he doesn't play for the best team he's but, got uh, he's got he's a few a, kind of like lad. bernie sanders yeah. kind of facts about him so he he i think he flies economy class or he he flew when he got you know made the pope he flew <laughs> to rome with economy class <laughs> when he was poked <laughs> when he was poped when they poked him um he yeah he flew in economy class and um yeah apparently the people didn't cause a fuss at all just was um Lovely as can be. Nice. He seems, yeah, absolute, an absolute dude. Yeah, very progressive as well. You know, trying to uh, you know, make the church more open to homosexual homosexuals, etc. He's still, you know, it's, it's, it's still wrong. You're still going to go to hell forever for it. But <laughs> before you're in hell, hey, yeah. come on, why not? Let's be friends. Let's, let's be friends. God's going to sort you out, mate. But exactly. up until that point, <laughs> until that point, we can, we can. We coexist, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, he's yeah, but he's um, he's taken in uh, what 12, 12 out of three thousand. I'm not specific sure. number though, isn't it? It's is quite 12. a specific number. I don't know if he's planning on um, oh new apostles. Exactly, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Getting himself some disciples. <laughs> Jesus We've seen too. it before. Yeah, this guy can do um, it. This, this guy, guy he's got lots of uh, Jesus characteristics about him anyway. So mm. why not? Um, yeah. Top bloke. Top <laughs> Next story, it's it's Brexit. It's Brexit again, Paul. Um, it's I'm Brexit all over the Brexit. place. Um, what do you think? Well, do you know, before before all this happened, I, I had a relative kind of firm idea. I was fairly pro-Europe. I like the idea of, uh, of open markets. I don't really believe in nationalism in any form or borders, just on a, on a personal level. So I was quite pro-Europe. But now... <laughs> I've, I've got to say, I'm not really like the other way. I'm just more confused. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's that's the whole process. This you know, this educational process uh, before we make a massive, massive decision, which may or may not save our lives or kill us all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just just more confused. Uh, well, it used to be 
you know, fairly standard facts about economy, <laughs> economics and stuff like that. Now it just seems random stuff. Like but I think that, in, like, I, I am slightly <laughs> the same in the sense that I'm not mm. particularly... I mean, there, I understand that there are two two quite strong arguments in a way, mm. you know. And uh, just, I actually was listening to this is quite sad, but I was uh, listening Come to on. the select committee on the. Uh, Lovely. <laughs> is on that the on, the, that was, on Radio One Extra? Uh, no, I was just watched it on TV. Actually, it was, it was earlier <laughs> in the week, but it was um, on the twelfth, and I think um, you know it had the major uh, the people supporting um, staying in the EU were uh, Malcolm Rifkin, I think, and. Um, Alex, Alex Salmon and uh, to, uh, people uh, you know looking to leave were Grisella Gr- Grisella is that her name Grisella someone other the uh, chair of the Grisella Stewart the chair of yes. the uh, leave campaign who's a very articulate sort of German lady and uh, <laughs> and also Liam Fox who's a bit of a pillock really but oh Foxy uh, yeah <laughs> um, but that you know I think the what what the uh, Grisella Stewart made quite quite a good point that I found quite hard to counter which was that um for all those who support staying in um no one really ever speaks in defense of the eu <laughs> because <laughs> and, and that's quite true i mean yeah yeah you know I'm probably, it's all about trade agreements isn't it and well just like the fact that it's a bit of a shambles forward. as well yeah I mean, yeah uh, you no know, one's really able to on. defend it quite well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at all are they like um, the like idea is form. good isn't it yeah but and that's what it just... comes down to isn't it it's mm. like this idea of concepts it's like this argument of concepts the people that stay in are yeah conceptually arguing that it's better um, but the people that are voting to leave are on the same basis, just arguing about a concept yeah. like this idea about sovereignty. I mean, you know, like for me, and you, you know, for the average voter, whether the sovereignty devolves a little bit further away from us, it just doesn't matter. I mean, no, there's no difference at all. At the end of the day, there's a guy in a suit with a funny accent who's making decisions over my life. Now, that funny accent's either a really posh, hello, you should do this, or it's a French <laughs> or German guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> I mean, I don't... This is true. This is true. They're, you know, they're, they're still completely I... removed from my life in all in all ways. Precisely. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny now, I suppose, how um, the net impact of all of this really seems to be that the Tories are just tearing themselves to shreds, which is quite... Um, quite fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> it is it's a joy, a joy to behold. Exactly. Who is yeah. it? Um, I try and think who it was this week. They said David Cameron wouldn't last thirty seconds uh, as prime minister if we go for a, for an exit, and he would instantly be be out and would lose his his, I guess his credence, his uh, his place in the party. I think it's quite it'd, interesting. It'd be, it'd to hear be very that. tough. Um, yeah, that kind of stay. rhetoric um, already. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, Boris has got it oh, waiting yeah, in the Boris. wings. Um, final story brazilian president i mean it's quite you know i i think i spoke to you about why i chose this one because it's mm. it's just a big big issue oh it's it? like, it's such a brazil it's, like it's not really clusterfuck. yeah it's been going on and on for a it's while as on. well yeah um and and you sort of it's really complicated isn't it i mean mm. <laughs> which so is the annoying levels. thing about it it's yeah, very i never imagined take... corruption in south american politics was going to be that easy or clear to work out but no. jesus <laughs> Jesus, these guys. The the president Dilma Rousseff has, um, you know, done some fairly laudable things over yeah, the years. Yeah, very very noble um, lady from uh, of, from all accounts. Yeah, like fought against tyranny and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, was tortured as like a political prisoner and stuff. Yeah, like that, yeah, like, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty tough. I don't see yeah. um, any of our lot. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> subjecting themselves to that, and why not? I don't think why so. Not? I don't think I mean, so. You wouldn't, wouldn't Edwina Curry. She would, she's not one to stand for. But she would. I mean, that, she would, would. But it would be in a kind of paid context, like yeah, she oh, was yeah. just paying, or John Major was paying for her to do it. <laughs> that happened, didn't it? Or something. Yeah, them two. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, happened, they didn't. Maybe. There wasn't any. Was there was was this, there was something weird. There was an angle to it, wasn't there? Wasn't you know? It wasn't just two shamefully hideous people, you know. No, they were into some freaky shit. I swear there was something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, Edwina would get John to pee on her and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think that was it. Um, I think that is it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Brazil. I mean, so, yeah, she's... I mean, she's had quite a... It's, it's that kind of classic situation of when the person is not in power, they're incredibly noble and yep. um, of the people. Uh, but the moment they... Uh, obtain any kind of power <laughs> things seem to things seem to sort of flip on a sixpence and um uh, she, you know she's she's been implicated in a few spicy things isn't she over the since, oh, she, since getting she certainly power. has yeah like uh, and just protecting those around her who are seemingly involved in an endless stream of corrupt shit <laughs> the, i mean the, yeah what was it the um <laughs> was it one of her ministers you know we were talking about this yeah, like, yeah. Um, so yeah, he was like a pretty senior guy. Was caught up massively. I think he was caught up in what's the oil company there? You know, oil, which just uh, Petrobras, been, I think. Yeah, yeah. So he was caught up somewhere there. So he was taking lots and lots of, of public money um, from from various places and and using that to pay for basically like political bribes. Uh, there was huge outrage <laughs> over this. Um, and the guy was was being I don't know the equivalent of impeached. He was going to be taken to court. Now the only the only thing that could have saved him, which is strange enough, is if he got promoted. So if he went onto like the Brazilian kind of like senior court, like the I Brazilian think, Supreme Court. Yeah, I think thing. it was that, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, that's the only reprieve that was possible. And it seemed like a, such an outsider shot because the guy was a clear scumbag, and she uh, she promoted him, keeping him completely safe. I mean, there's something um, quite like. Um almost teenagery about that you know like it's sort of it's a teenager's solution to that problem isn't it or just sort of we'll just change change the constitutional laws to allow that it's just sort of ridiculous but i mean and also she's quite um sexy she's no, quite, no, no 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 she's quite um she's a bit she's a bit not she's not she's not she's not very pro lgbt do you know what I new, mean? New, new. She is I'm the uh, old LGBT mate. She's not very. Um, yeah, she ain't. She ain't wearing rainbows and shit. I tell you that. Yeah. No, I think she's quite. They, they, they like again. They like their Jesus over there, don't they? Yeah, they do. And uh, yeah, you know that that runs too much of their. Uh, there's too much of that. Church well, isn't and state isn't, stuff isn't Pope Francis Brazilian? Is he Brazilian? Uh, Argentinian. Oh, was Argentinian. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh yes, he likes. Um, is it the salsa? He likes dancing. Pope oh, I bet he does. I bet he's got some moves as well. You know, oh. you know he has. I bet he's... he cuts a rug. <laughs> the basketball playing salsa dancing Pope. You know he's got moves. Yeah, he was a bouncer at a nightclub. That's yeah, that's, that's... actual fact. So that's mental. he's probably at the door learning some moves. Exactly, busting out moves. <laughs> yeah, before oh. busting up fights. Just driving off on his on his motorcycle to play guitar and save Syrian refugees. What a fucking guy. What a guy. What a guy. I mean, it's a long shot and I'm not sure that there's really a nexus, but he's the guy Brazil needs. Yeah. Um, he is. He genuinely is. Because you know the really fucking scary thing about Brazil? They've got an Olympics in like 3 months time. That's such a good like, point. Like they've got an actual Olympics going on. 
Do you remember yeah. 2012? It was from from 2007 when we we won it until now. Even we're still hearing the echo of 2012. Like that was an enormous, huge, gigantic push. Could you imagine all of that going on and at the same time Dave Cameron being like a nat hair from from impeachment <laughs> and, and possible imprisonment? Like Jesus! Oh my goodness! It, I mean, <sighs> poor Brazil. God. I'll tell you what would happen if that had happened. The tubes would have been a fucking nightmare. Um, so that's the top stories for this week. Love that. Love that tune, Paul. Love that tune. Uh, <laughs> uh, on, on this day in history. So um, last week, if you remember. Do you remember? Do you remember? I... I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the three, the three facts. I, I'll be uh, bitterly disappointed if you don't. It's all right. I, I have them. Um, I apologise for your for your bit of disappointment. I remember. I remember literally none of them. I remember the facts from the week before. Okay, <laughs> this one, it's I not going to be that. They'll all come flooding back. I shall, back. I shall remind you. Of Get the me three. started. Um, so last mm. week, um, which was actually the tenth of April, but um, I picked facts on the ninth because. Ah. Just yeah, that's why it threw me off. That way. Yeah, that was exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's moving the goalposts. Such so. a cheeky move of mine, last minute move. But um, yeah, the three, the three facts were in 1738, merchant mariner Robert Jenkins had his ear cut off by a Spanish merchant, uh, which ultimately led to the War of Jenkins' Ear, fought between Britain and Spain in 1739. Uh, in 17, second fact was in 1719, the Prussian badger baiter Gerhard Metelschnitz. Uh, illegally, illegally baited a Saxon badger, leading to the Franco-Prussian Badger Wars of the 1720s. And the last fact was Lancastrian peasant, this was your favourite, William Batty, um, <laughs> had his stomach sliced by a local justice of the peace. Oh, the Batty is flooding back now. Which led yes. to the Batty Belly riots of the same year. I do remember well, if I remember correctly as well, my, uh, my inherent xenophobia slash racism instantly Against... pointing me in the direction of the Spaniards. This is right. Don't trust them. This yeah, is right. Def- definitely. And you... definitely, if that's not true, then it, it that definitely did happen anyway. Well, that, um, you are in fact correct, Paul. It, it, it was. It was. In 1738, uh, there was um, an incident which led to uh, Britain and Spain fighting the War of Jenkins' Ear. They fought a war over a man's fucking ear, man. That's amazing. I mean... That is... Ugh... Some people, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. But it does, to some extent, prove that, that not all xenophobia is without base. Don't trust the Spaniards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, you know, from a slightly, let's taking a step back. Uh, I don't, I don't trust it. I don't trust either of the people that uh, get into uh, war. I mean, a, a war. You know, like yeah, a like war. actual war. Like, <laughs> what, I mean, there surely there comes a level where it becomes like above a. I don't know what they are like scrap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Skirmish, battle, war. Like, war's the top one, isn't it? It's like, oh, you've won the battle, but not the war. Like, the war's. I mean, a war. I mean, at least, what, 100 people have to die for it to be a a war? Is there an official death? I don't know. I don't know. Presumably, more more needs to be slain than one merchant's ear, I would imagine. Yeah. But um, they just didn't have cost benefit analysis back in those days it was just it was on emotion it was on emotion emotion. perhaps he had great ears perhaps he was the the spanish gary lineker or something his ears were a national oh no this chap was this chap was english oh he was english perhaps he was the english gary lineker yeah the english gary lineker (laughs) (laughs) and a merchant who was probably you know using Mm -hmm. yeah dodgy tactics cut his ear off 
Um, but anyway, this week's facts, which is uh, this being the seventeenth of April, so this week I focused. Uh, I've given a theme to the facts, nice. if, if such a theme is needed. Um, they are, uh, you know, mam- mammoth uh, sporting contests. Ooh, that are for no reason. It would seem, and you'll you'll see why. <laughs> uh, in eighteen seventy five. Uh, English tennis player Henry Cadogan played Frank Denby of Canada in a match lasting 16 sets, which was eventually called a draw. Um, in 1860, English boxer Tom Sayers fought John Heenan of the USA in a match lasting 37 rounds, which was eventually also called a draw. Or in 1811, Kent played Sussex in a timeless cricket match, which, which lasted 12 days before also ending in a draw. So, wow. which one of those? gargantuan waste of time wastes of time actually happened now um i'm not going to beat around the bush too much on this one i don't think it's the boxing one i don't know why it doesn't doesn't sit right with me it doesn't sit right Uh, (laughs) um i'm not going to go for the uh the other one i'm going to go for (laughs) cricket you're going for the crits Uh, yeah because i remember i do know that they used to have unlimited uh, test matches like they weren't just five day test matches and I my dad loves this story from an England match when we played South Africa in like 1911 or something and it just it didn't reach an end and the only reason it ended and they called it a draw was because the the England players had to catch a boat back to England <laughs> otherwise they would have been been stuck in South Africa you see that's my kind of cricket match yeah oh, I Jesus, love a bit of that love a bit of uh, that that, sh- that should be it just play just blocking just, just yeah. blocking for like two oh. days Nothing but dots. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's either thrilled. tennis, boxing, or cricket. That's it, tennis. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with the cricket. Cricket. So answers next week. When the streets of Guildford fall quiet and dark, by the Odeon Cinema thou mayst hark. It is not a bear or an old man named Wilfred. It is in fact the bearded lady of Guildford. People see me trundling about in my Victorian bicycle lake at a night and they think that's all I do. It's a lot of what I do. But I also do so much more. This week I convinced Vladimir Putin to apologise over the Panama Papers. I find a Papa Cissé for speeding and I made a shoe rack from reclaimed wood I found in a graveyard. How many bearded ladies do you know that can do all that? The Moss Report. This week's report focuses around the Secretary of State of Culture, Media and Sport, the Right Honourable John Whittingdale, MP and OBE. Whittingdale has had more than a 20-year run in Westminster, holding a number of top roles for shadow and actual cabinets alike. Um, He hasn't been what you'd consider a career politician, so may not be as instantly recognisable as some of his notorious colleagues. For example, he doesn't have the sizzling charisma of a Theresa May or the (laughs) rampant sexual machismo of a George Osborne. I'd say Theresa May's sexual machismo is pretty rampant too, but... Jeez, that's for another day. Them two together, wow. All-time favourite conservative (laughs) sex fantasy. (laughs) Without a doubt. 
without a doubt. Um, Whittingdow, however, is an important player in the government and is most prominent for his position as the chair of the committee which led the investigation into the News of the World phone hacking scandal a while back, and more recently for planning to take a slice of the licence fee away from the good old BBC and give it to private broadcasters. Now, all this has made it so interesting because the reason he's made headlines this week is it's emerged he's had a six-month relationship with a sex worker. Um, so, now, Whittingdale... I love the fact they called it a relationship, but go on. Yeah, yeah no, no, so, so Whittingdale, now, he, he's a divorcee, first of all, and he claims he had no idea what his then-girlfriend, whom he had met via dating website Match.com, did for a living. So you could potentially argue he's done nothing wrong here. This is his private life. Uh, he should be left alone to do his job monitoring the ethical standards of newspapers <laughs> and broadcasters. Um, Good man. Now, I would be slightly inclined to agree here, uh, but I don't believe for a second he had no idea what she did for a living. Yeah. Uh, I find it very hard to imagine that in six months the topic of work never came up once over dinner. Um, or, I mean, she... yeah, I mean, <laughs> surely... When they when they got into the bedroom, it, it, yeah. you know, he's like, "Where'd you learn that?" <laughs> She's like, "Never, never you mind." Um. <laughs> well, presumably, she, you know, she spent her days in kind of roadsides and short skirts and, and low cut tops. So maybe he just assumed she was a really sexy lollipop lady. Possibly, we don't know. We don't know. Now, Possibly. I could have believed Whittingdale's naivety uh, if it were not also for the fact that today it emerged he was cheating on his sex worker girlfriend with a soft porn actress. This is amazing. (laughs) This is amazing. So a prostitute and a porn star. Now he either has a massive soft spot for attractive women with low self-esteem and daddy issues and has performed some of the unluckiest right swipes in Tinder history (laughs) or he's a bit of an old sex pest. Now, either way, I can't say I'm too interested. But the way this story has broken has actually become slightly bigger than the story itself. Whittingdale's uh, affair, shall I say, was broken by BBC's Newsnight programme, but completely ignored to begin with by the majority of the big newspapers, who have all since claimed that this is a story with little to no public interest, and that as a a public broadcaster, the BBC should be the benchmark for ethics surrounding privacy, so shouldn't run with such a, a grubby and sordid tale. But most damningly of all, they're saying that the BBC are only running this story as a smear campaign, in order to end the career of Whittingdale and, uh, I presume, attempt to uh, secure a new culture secretary with what one would imagine a, is a greater sense of sympathy for uh, for the BBC. Uh, now, I find the, the stand of the, the British tabloid press here <laughs> surprising because uh, it's pretty noble and brave. Politicians, they're just like anyone else. They should have a right to privacy. And although it's as greasy as a mechanic's fried breakfast, this is a divorced bureaucrat in his 50s. He should be as free as the next man to strike up relationships with as many porn stars and sex (laughs) workers as he likes. To think how a person gets their sexual kicks is in any way indicative of their capacity to run a state department is a a little bit old-fashioned. I mean, if we have no kinky politicians, we have no JFK, no Churchill, no Clinton, no Jefferson, no Major, (laughs) no Wellington, (laughs) we, uh, we basically have no politicians at all. Uh. Um, 
Now, however, I would have found the stand of the press this week slightly braver, and perhaps uh, a shade more noble, had it not been in the shadow of last week's celebrity freesome super injunction hoo-ha, where the British press were in uproar, literally jumping up and down over a super injunction, which prevented them from publishing the name of a celeb couple who may or may not have been having a freesome even though the names had been made public in America and were now splashed all over the internet like the <laughs> urine on the floor of a Weatherspoon's toilet seat. Yes. Uh, they were genuinely outraged that they couldn't print this story uh, because of its so-called importance to the British public. Now, both of these stories are essentially the same. They're both the titillating tales of people's private lives. They're the skeletons in the closets, which we, we nearly all have to, to some degree. Um but are they of public interest? I don't, I don't know. So, so where are we this? Is this just the, the sordid actions of a horny old Tory? <laughs> is this a story of genuine public interest? Or, or is it just a smear campaign by a self-serving public broadcaster to protect its coffers? Um, is it the British press just doing a favour to a minister whose very job it is to actually scrutinise their journalistic ethics? Or, um, and I feel myself pulling towards this answer... <laughs> Is this just the nexus of a lazy, bin-diving, phone-hacking, bullshit journalistic culture who've decided instead of giving us news to spoon-feed us smut like we're a nation of repressed curtain twitchers, but drown us in rank hypocrisy when it suits their narrative? Wow. What the ruddy bloody hell do you make of all that, Ben? Strong words. Strong indeed, sir. Strong Strong words. A strong denunciation um, (laughs) of proceedings. I I pulled no punches. Uh, I don't think you did. Uh, and I think that uh, the press are, mm-hmm. are, are, are strewn across yeah. across the canvas, so to speak. But um, no, I think it, it, yeah, it's um, it's another, it's just another kind of field for the press to run around and be hypocrites in, isn't it? I mean, it, it's yeah. just uh, it's bizarre, isn't it? How, how, um, how, how how an industry that is designed to chronicle history has <laughs> such a poor recollection. Of history, right? yeah, yeah, of, of, of <laughs> history that is is less than a week old, less than a week old, and also, I mean, you know, on the whole, um, phone hacking and uh, you know, Glenn Mulcair and all of that sort of sordid mm-hmm. um, nonsense uh, was kicking around a few years ago, and uh, they, you know, they first called for the Levinson inquiry at that point. Like a lot of the press were actually behind the Levinson inquiry and the sort of mm. general principles behind it, but so quickly did they change uh, and sort of flip on a lid and start to kind of pretend like that sort of action was was like a fascist uh, <laughs> encroachment into freedom it's, of the press which is it's an absolute joke such it a really is bs i mean just because you know just fascists aren't the if, if you think a fascist is just the sort of bloke that's going to say oi don't jump into that person's bin and oi mm. don't hack that person's phone i know we tell yeah, you yeah. if the fascists do come along there's going to be people that really surprise people out there I certainly are sir I certainly <laughs> are it's no it's it's remarkable how they can draw a comparison between kind of investigative journalism and the fact that oh, things like the Leveson inquiry are preventing this this is government protecting themselves when really what they're doing is trying to justify their actions which yeah. which include hacking the phone of a dead teenage girl like yeah. absolute arsehole it's such a and then yeah you know last week where we have this uh celebrity who shall not be named for legal reasons <laughs> uh, i know we're on the internet i don't know where we stand on on international um, laws. well so we won't furnish both... any answers yeah i don't think we should furnish answers <laughs> just for just for the fact that we're yeah because also we're in britain and britain has the most hideously 
um, kind of archaic libel laws in the world, such that everyone and everyone who forum shops <laughs> in libel suits generally comes to Britain. So yeah, I wouldn't fancy our chances. All right, my lips are sealed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's but at the same time, it's like. Yeah. This guy, I mean, it's another case of Tory smart. It's mm. um, it it does seem like uh, you know the actions of the BBC are. I mean, the actions of everyone in this are pretty questionable. Yeah, no, there's, no one comes off. No one. There's comes no off one who here. you can say their actions aren't entirely self-serving <laughs> under mm. the circumstances. That's why. That's that um, was the the beauty of the story that took me is when you get this many arseholes together. Yeah, there's no matter which way you kind of dissect this. No one, no one kind of looks good. And that, as a, as a metaphor, actually stands. If you just got a lot of assholes together, no matter yeah. which way you dissected that, it would look yeah, it like would an just arsehole. Be. You'd yeah. just get an arsehole. That's what you'd get. <laughs> That's it. So um, <laughs> accurate in that sense. Oh, that's so radical, dude. Oh, you know, ever since I become jihadi. I never get the time to come to the beach and just chill and check out the beaches. Check out the beaches, dude? What are you talking about, bro? You coming to the beach and you're checking out over pitches, dude? Alhamdulillah. What? What? What are you talking about? I come to the beach and I check out the beaches. The beaches? No, the beaches. In the bikinis, with the tank tops. Inshallah, one day I will destroy them all. Oh, the bitches. Yeah, I hear you, bro. I see that smoking tan booty and think, God damn, I want to cover that ass with a burker. Just cover every last inch of them. Oh shit, that's true. Oh, I tell you, I tell you who I'd like to cover with a burka. Who, bro? That Colombian chick from Modern Family. Oh. Oh shit. I'm telling you, alhamdulillah, may peace be with him. She is some hot ass. I would just, I would just drown that in the burka. Dude, that's pretty gnarly. You're right, man. This is gnarly. There is so much jihad these days. I've barely been able to take all my leave. Oh, I hear you, dude. I was in Belgium last week, then Syria, then Belgium again. I didn't even get to go to the dam, dude. Sucked. So close. Uh, When did we become so busy, alhamdulillah? In the old days, it would be a little bit in Middle East every now and then. Now it's every fucking week, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Well, it's nice to take a break. All we need now is a hot party. You know what? You know what? Change the music. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's the shit. Uh-huh. Now we just need a hot party. <laughs> yeah, dude. With the world's best bitches. What? Like Bondi? No, like like the chick from Modern Family. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, awesome. And we just walk up in the place with our boys. Yeah. And then we just... Yeah. I mean, torch that shit. so gnarly, dude. You're right, man. It's so gnarly. Oh, we could make a video. Oh, I love it when we make videos. Oh, we could have shots of us going in, strapped up and wearing turbans, overdub some gnarly Arab singing, dude. Oh, that's the shit. That's the shit right there. Oh, man, I love coming to beach to take a picture. Oh, me too, bro. Me too. But it always makes me want to go jihading even more, alhamdulillah. Oh, you know it, bro. Alhamdulillah. Sports. 
this week and uh, douchebag sportsman of the week this week Paul is uh, the mercurial England batsman and perennial ECB anus itch Kevin Peterson who came out this week saying he would consider playing for his (laughs) yeah exactly native South Africa (laughs) Um, in an interview with Cricket Australia Peterson admitted it was a thought in his head which is normally a portent of doom and that said if it happens it happens Uh, so um amazing stuff what amazing stuff you know he just he just can't fail to be an irritation <laughs> and, I, and i'm not even a particular kind of supporter of, of the ecb or anything like that i'm fairly neutral on the whole mm. um you know war that they seem to have going on between them but i mean he's he's such a pill <laughs> it's 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 the the most incredible thing about this is that we're although we're only in week three of uh of sports arsehole of the week this is the first time kp's getting yeah it. i know yeah you're right that, that's yeah it yeah. took longer than i thought thought it would do uh and the other scary thing there is that you know that the thought was you know just started as a thought in his head mm. that's 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 the worst place a thought can literally start is kevin peterson's exactly head. um would... a dog's dog's ear is is a better place exactly Pretty victorian insult there a dog's ear, dog's ear. take that kev <laughs> Um, yeah. But he's also just great batsman. Though, he's so. great, yeah, great batsman. He's <laughs> playing in the IPL at the moment, and um, yeah. I've been watching a bit of that. And uh, it's you know he's playing sort of you know he's kind of had varied performances. But mm. the thing that really stuck uh, stood out to me was uh, they you know nowadays they have sometimes they'll have a microphone with one of the players on the on the pitch and they'll kind of you know speak while they're kind of out in the field or whatever. And um, they had that mic with with Peterson, and he was such a kind of testicle shattering sycophant uh mm. that and and just like cackling like a sort of child who'd been given <laughs> you know hydroponically grown marijuana and you know just 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 giggling his ass off at stuff and you're just like mate calm down. you're such a try hard you know it's like you're trying to like <laughs> you're trying to date the whole of india or something and like man they're, they, they're already paying you you're already there in a way just just calm down i mean and and the whole he just wants to be loved. He just wants to be just, loved, and why? But still act like a colossal arse colossal every opportunity. Bell end. But um, so yeah, he's <laughs> he's douchebag sportsman of the week, and I think a worthy candidate yep. by the sounds of it. But um, no, he definitely gets. It. <laughs> so moving on to unlucky bastard of the week. Uh, this week's unlucky bastard of the week is reigning Formula One world champion and the mid-Atlantic accented Lewis Hamilton, who has seen his mm. wretched start to the season continue at the Chinese Grand Prix. Hamilton was first penalised for changing his gearbox, meaning he would only be able to start high, no higher than sixth place following qualifying, only for an engine failure to see him take to the grid in last place. However, today he did actually do rather well and recovered to finish in seventh place. Um, although he did still have five pit stops throughout and had more engine trouble, so um, very very unlucky. But it would seem quite yeah, it would seem quite plucky. So um, yeah, the, the the plucky Brit, the plucky Brit. I mean, he you know he is still a, technically a, a, a plucky Brit. He's only in Switzerland for tax purposes. <laughs> we can't we can't judge him for that. He's still one of he us. Is. He's still one this of us. True. So yeah, good on good on the the plucky Brit. Now I I'll confess I know so little about Formula One. Yeah, I, um, I can't. I, I, it's hard to have much of an. I know. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> opinion a huge, on this. I'm not a huge Formula One, Formula One man. It was quite difficult <laughs> to find an unlucky person. I must say, that was what. Yeah. What pulled me in the direction of Formula One, the the normally, you know, unusual direction of of. It is. But, it uh, is. It's. 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 It shocks me how 
popular Formula One is. Like, Sky has its own channel dedicated. I mean, that isn't that overkill. Formula isn't One, isn't that overkill? It, it is. I mean, I don't it know is. how they long only... the Formula One season is, but seemingly eternal. I think it's it just it keeps going, doesn't it? Don't because think... he won. And then now we're at it again. But just Sky, what they seem to do with their channels, um, you know how they have. So yeah, you've got Formula One, and then there was mm-hmm. a Sky World Cup cricket or something, and then yep. Sky Spielberg, Sky Disney. I mean, what are the other ones? There's so many of these kind of. Well, they had Sky Sports. They had Sky Sports Darts over the Christmas yeah, for the, uh, they had, the World Championships. Um, James Bond, basically Sky Sports James yep. Bond 007 or something. Yeah, and it's just like stop taking the piss out of the fact that you own all the channels, you fucking wankers. <laughs> just stop it. You know, like we get it. You you've got all these channels, and you know, just ah, oh, they're just yeah, it's rubbing it in the rubbing faces it in the Joe Public. Of, uh, that's Murdoch all over. <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? <laughs> Um, so that's um, yeah tangentially we've got away from that but that was uh, Lewis Hamilton as unlucky bastard of the week and join well, we, we covered our lack of knowledge on Formula 1 by just just bad mouthing Rupert bad Murdoch Rupert. which is one of the best purposes of, of Rupert Murdoch if you ever stuck for, for small talk or anything to say in any given situation True. just uh, give, uh, give Murdoch a couple of sly jabs exactly everyone but, um, <laughs> no one's the wiser I'm not, I'm not quite done with the unlucky Unlucky people, because as you well know, Paul. I think you were. Um, yeah. In the uh, we're giving an honourable mention this week in the unlucky bastard stakes, uh, and that goes to Aston Villa. Oh. Aston Villa, no thriller for Villa. Um, none at all. None at all. Uh, their defeat at the hands of Manchester United yesterday uh, saw them relegated from the top flight of English football for the first time since 1987. So I think we should all have just a moment's reflection. A moment, yeah. Maybe a moment of silence for, for Aston uh, Villa. For Villa there. And that's enough of that. Um, Who I really feel sorry for, though, in this uh, this Villa story is is celebrity <laughs> Villa fan and Prime Minister David Cameron. Why is David Cameron oh, yeah. an Aston Villa fan? Well, he is. Not too long ago, he did conf- confuse it and say he was a West Ham fan, but then later came out and said, oh, no, I, was, I just got confused. It's actually my beloved Aston Villa, which is how he uh, refers to them. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, that um, yeah, he's the guy poor, I feel most sorry. Poor Cammy, he hasn't, he's not had the best week, has no. he? Yeah, exactly. This, this After all that's happened, it. and then Villa go down as well. Yeah, he's got to be guided. Oh, he's off. You know what it's like when your team lose at the weekend. Yeah, it's just you know that's it puts you in a it's bad. It's the mood, turd icing on a mm. shit cake, and it uh, is. that's what's it happened is. to Cammers. Now this has gone down. Um, just time, I think, Paul, for an audio Instagram. Um, it's a new thing I was telling you about. Um, Love them. It's where, <laughs> obviously, we don't have the benefit of pictures on podcasts. So don't need them. Don't, don't need them. Need exactly. Them. They're just superfluous the and ostentation in our oh, in our eyes. Needless, needless. So evidence. we are instead going to describe a uh, Instagram picture that we have selected this week. And this week, it's a picture of Kanye West Instagramming a picture of himself Instagramming. All right. This is... With the hashtag <laughs> Infinity. Incredible. So that's Kanye. He managed to break the fourth wall of the internet. Exactly. What a what a hero. That's Kanye. <laughs> um, so that's that's it for this week. But please do follow us on Twitter at Gristle Digest. Um, do it. Also check out our YouTube page. It's do it. Just I mean you can just type in the Gristle Digest. You'll find it. Please subscribe to it if you like. And also do we've it. got a SoundCloud page out there too. I don't know the address, but um, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. If you Google just, it. If you just Google do it. it. And uh, that's all from me. Uh, that's all from myself as well. Um, but do it. Do it. Do it.